Testing. All right, guys, we're back. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure where I'm going to post this. Um, I'm debating, so I'm just recording on my recordings app. But um, I got a good kind of um, maybe a. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's really considered just psychological. Maybe psychological topic. Um, cause I was kind of, um, thinking about some things not too long ago today and, you know, some things kind of came to my mind. So I was thinking about kind of the process in general of a discomfort of some sort that leads to avoidance of another sort, uh, whatever that may be. So, like, it can be, really, it can be anything. Like, I think something that is pretty common for people really is, um, like, connections with other people. Um, even connections with them, their own selves, like people's connections with others, people's connections with themselves. There's so many different levels of connections, right? There's like um, this kind of like, I know your name. I kind of know about you. I recognize your face. Don't know a thing about you. Couldn't tell you any, um, you know, genuine facts about a person, a specific person all the way from that level of connection because I'd still call it a type of connection just because there is some form of involvement to at least know the minimal amount um there's complete disconnection um like just observing um but maybe you don't know a person's name or anything and then or disconnection, like there was a relationship or some sort of a bond of some sort that got completely severed, cut off, and there's no more communication, there's no more interaction, um, but that's still a type of a connection, even though it's like a a broken off one, it can be one-sided, multiple-sided, um, all the way to like deeper and positive connections um but something that they all kind of have in common is this level of i guess maybe like this level of being being able to be authentic kind of this level of you know acceptance of vulnerability of some sort of there's some kind of a level of intimacy I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, sex or anything. It can just, you know, there's still a level of intimacy, even if it's, it doesn't have to be sexual. It can still be, um, like, an emotional connection or even, like, uh, like, in a way, like, even, like, trauma bonding. Like, a lot of people in a lot of fields, like, you see this a lot in people who have been in, like, military or really intensive fields you know um i'm not so sure about medical school 
but I know in grad school a lot of times like also like depending what fields you work in um if you work at like crisis kind of management type of sites for mental health or even like um very emergency related types of sites um Um, there is that bond that kind of forms um, with colleagues, you know, coworkers, classmates. Um, you know, if you have mentors and things like that, and then you know, friendships, family members. Um, you know, I, you know, I don't think I really have to to you know do too much like explaining on that end as far as um, what that looks like, but I think everyone knows. I don't know anyone who doesn't know, but I think everyone knows what it's like to have a close relationship with someone that's good, a good, close, intimate relationship with someone um, that is good. And it doesn't have to always be good. Like, there can be ups and downs. There can be challenges and kind of, like, misunderstandings and arguments. But there's always, like, a certain amount of boundaries involved and limits that you know, don't get crossed to a certain point where it doesn't become toxic or negative. It's like, it can still be a good connection, a good relationship without, you know, without it being 100% perfect. But um, for something to be a good relationship, usually it's something that's not getting in a person's way. It, It doesn't get in the way of someone meeting their own goals, reaching their own dreams, um, doing what they want. Um, it doesn't stifle another person's creativity or, um, show up in some like unloving way. Um, like, but there's always going to be that give and take in relationships. And there's always going to be like, um, everyone has their own needs and wants and their own reactions based on those. And so, Something that I've kind of noticed is when it comes to, like, different topics, specifically when it's, like, in, like re- regarding a certain level of intimacy with people, um, I think when people have a hard time with, like, making or keeping connections with people or deepening connections with people um I think those are different areas to kind of look at but um some people might struggle with one or all of those um if you if you struggle with not being able to make keep or deepen relationships with people you'll usually have less relationships and the ones that you have if you do have them they'll be pretty surface level like if you have um ability to kind of make the the connections with people but you can't really keep them or um they don't really get deeper then it's gonna be um you might have a lot of people that you communicate with that you know um, but it's not deep connections, and uh, they might fade in and out of, you might find people fading in and out of your life, or fading in and out of, you might fade in and out of other people's lives very quickly, 
or maybe you just don't have any really long-term friends but you have a lot of recent friends even if it's in large quantities um you could still have a lot of friends a lot of connections just not deep connections that are longer term um but you're able to kind of find people interact with them but for some reason it doesn't last very long um and then you know you could possibly have you know the ability to um make you know longer connections with people keep them around in your life long term but um maybe you don't find a lot of them or even if you do find a lot of them maybe they're not deep connections or you might have trouble you know uh, or you might be able to make deep connections short term or deep connections with certain types of people or in certain types of settings um but maybe they're not long deep connections or maybe you don't make them often um so those are kind of some categories to look at i would say i definitely fall fall into the um third category to some extent um for sure like i i feel like it's easy for me to kind of meet people, make friends, interact, you know, keep in touch for a long time, especially when people want to hang out. For me, it's easy to connect to people who want to do stuff, who want to hang out, who want to connect and get together and like see each other. I I can keep friends like that 10 years, 15 years. Um, I have friends that I've known since I was like five and I'm a little past my mid thirties now. So it's like, yeah, I, I kind of know you know, how to kind of do that. I would say the harder part on my end can be, you know, the deeper connections with people. Um, And I think it comes from a lot of different places. Something kind of came to my attention earlier that um, I'm not going to like harp on this, but like, Um, I was watching a video about this adult film um, kind of company that was kind of interviewing some of their models, and they were talking about uh, one of the, I guess, people um, creating or directing part of the series for this uh, adult studio was this guy who was like a previous priest or something. He was like a some type of clergy in a church and then it was interesting hearing that there were a lot of people that you know were models in that company that had church you know backgrounds and you could kind of tell that you know he was trying to create a safe space he was talking a lot about sexuality and like um sexual intimacy and the spiritual aspects of you know sexuality and intimacy and things like that um and then went on to talk a little bit like it wasn't a full lengthy thing but he was talking about um how well one thing that stuck out was one of the models was talking about kind of his history like with church and how it kind of brings up a lot of um kind of past um I think the word he used was baggage but like a lot of past kind of like um, negative emotions, um, and then the other, 
uh, guy, the guy who was previously the clergy person was talking about how churches in general, you know, like, yeah, they talk about love, but it's kind of like a limited kind of love that's like, there's certain types of love that they don't see as acceptable overall. Not every single denomination or every single branch or every single church building or congregation, things like this. But if you say like the church as a whole doesn't necessarily you know, they haven't come and been like, oh, we're accepting of like all types of love, all types of intimacy, all types of relationships. Um, that's not really something that you see um, from, I guess, like Christianity. And he was mentioning something about like a type of, of trauma that people experience that kind of creates like a shame related to a certain aspect of love or intimacy. So that was very interesting. Um, that was like a topic that's like, yeah, I mean, I can see where he's coming from with that. Um, but yeah, what I was saying too is that, you know, for myself, like I'm pretty, um, like I can meet people, I can make friends, I can, you know, keep them for a long term. Um, and, you know, the hard part can be kind of, like, deepening the relationships with people. Usually, if I'm with somebody else who's kind of, like, emotionally, like, stifled, emotionally, like, kind of disconnected or doesn't emotionally connect easily, it's not going to be easy for me at all. Um, like, I have a pretty hard time with, like, trusting other people. Um like, my mind just kind of automatically goes to, like, do I really trust this person, um, and I'm a, I'm a really sensitive person, like, overall, I, I am, um, I definitely am, like, I feel things pretty deeply, and quite often, I have a lot of emotions going on on a pretty regular basis, um, so much so that I think my system kind of tends to kind of get overrided and then it kind of like numbs out and like shuts down and it's like dude you need to like just chill and like not you know feel so many things for a while um that is kind of one thing that I do appreciate about cannabis is that it's hard to um just shut things off for me like I have a job where I'm very um you know interactive with people especially with like their uh their pain their emotions usually when they're contacting me it's not because they're reporting like all the good wonderful things in their life usually they're in distress or at least a little bit like of just like I need to vent or something so a lot of my job is taking on a lot of a lot of pain you know helping people process it but I do get a lot of compassion fatigue and I am often you know using like multiple I don't know a large amount of compassion in the field that I work in as well as outside of the field because I'm socializing with friends family um so you know and so I notice a lot of times I'm like man my friends are having a bad day and those friends are having a bad day and then I got this family member having a bad day and then I have eight hours worth of work to do with everybody's kind of having something negative going on in some way or another um and then there's a little bit of good news here and there 
So it's really kind of challenging to kind of, you know, not be overwhelmed um, with things often. Um, So then when I have my own things going on for my own self, it's like, okay, there's a lot, you know, it's a lot to deal with all that on top of trying to like process things for myself and what I might have going on on my own end uh, personally. And so... Um, there's all that, which is a whole, uh, mouthful, a whole brain full. Um, but the reason why I say that it's hard to, you know, connect with people a lot of times is because it's, it can, it's usually like just naturally or kind of automatically I'd say kind of how I interpret things so there's a lot of nuanced type of things like if I text somebody some um maybe personal details or you know I have something on my mind and it's like serious and I'm like okay I want to talk to like a friend about this but then I feel like they weren't really, like, listening or, like, they didn't answer for, like, four or five days or um, they're like, oh, I'm busy, like, I gotta go, you know? And it's kind of like, okay, like, I'm not a super negative person and I do spend a lot of time, like, listening to other people and being there for them. So it can be kind of hard for me when I do actually feel like, okay, I'm gonna open up about this thing that I have going on and then I feel kind of like, okay they just want to like shut me down about it so that's one thing that definitely I can be like okay like that's not ideal and it can really make it so that I kind of question like can I be more open with this person about something when I'm kind of in like a vulnerable state or feeling kind of like in this kind of like sensitive thing like in about some sensitive issue and then I bring it up and then they kind of shut it down it's kind of like that doesn't really feel too good so that's one thing that leads me to not really be too trusting um with people um and it's not like I'm bringing up stuff all the time but I also notice that people often have this um expectation of me almost to be like in a good mood a lot or and I think you know people see me when I'm in a good mood a lot because usually when I'm not in a good mood, I just don't make plans. I don't go out. I don't um, interact way too much with people. Or it'll be, like, minimally, like, let's go see a movie and we're not, like, talking. Or, like, um, you know, interacting in a way where we're not really, like, too much interaction. Or maybe, like, okay, I'm just going to go out for, like, a burger or something and then come home. You know, like, something real quick. So... Like, usually if I'm kind of having, like, a down day or, like, a down spell of, like, a certain period of time, um, my really close, close friends might know about it. Um, I'll usually be pretty open with them and be like, dude, like, this has been sucking lately and here's why. Um, but other than that, most other people won't ever see me and they'll probably never know and I don't really talk to them about it. And so... I know when I am kind of maybe in a more heavy kind of headspace, a lot of times people don't expect that from me. Like, most of the people that I see are like, oh, like, we never see you, like, unhappy. And it's like, yeah, because when I'm unhappy, I'm not hanging out. 
when I'm unhappy, I'm not going out. I'm not, like, partying. Um, so there's that. So I, I do understand that a lot of people don't know how to react with me when they do see me kind of in a different state. They're kind of like, wait, like, what do I do with this? You know, like, because they don't really know because they never see me like that. So um, that's one thing I notice um, <clears throat> that makes things hard as far as like, um, like maybe deepening connections with people it's just like even the initial um trusting in you know just being open about just generally a bad day or like a bad experience of some sort that was some annoying thing that happened um sometimes that is even like hard and I think a lot of people don't really have that um it seems to me that a lot of people don't really have that issue come up where it's like if they have a bad day, they can vent or tell people or mention it and people don't get a little like, oh, like, I didn't know you had bad days or like stuff like that. That's kind of like a little invalidating or kind of like um, just people kind of like getting a little uncomfortable and kind of like trying to laugh it off and like tell jokes and like try to make me feel happy when it's like, OK, like I'm clearly not happy. You don't have to like try to cheer me up. Um, but that's another reaction that people might have that kind of, I mean, I can appreciate it kind of when it's like a well, um, you know, thought out kind of like positive, like thing versus like, oh, just think happy, just think positive, like not that kind of thing. Um, but but that's kind of minor um I get over those pretty quickly uh, but it is something that I notice as far as like trust levels are concerned that does come up but it's just not a major deal um sorry I'm like laying around and I'm trying to get comfortable I'm having some weird like I've been eating more cheese lately, so I think my stomach is just, like, not happy <laughs> right now. It's kind of like, I'm having, like, mild, mild indigestion. Not really. I'm not, like, vomiting or nauseous or anything. I'm just, I can't really lay on my stomach, so, um, but yeah, so there's that. Um, another thing is, um, like, things that can make and I mean it. it's not just me I know it's not just me but I'm just kind of breaking down from my own perspective for myself um what I noticed and then I'm going to kind of expand it a little bit more generally so another thing I notice I'm not going to go into like every single freaking problem that I ever noticed but like maybe just one more um that I noticed like say if I'm, uh, I'm trying to figure out what, what kind of example I want to give. Um, if I'm, if I'm, um, like having, you know, if I am, like say if the, if there is like some kind of, 
um, deeper connection or some kind of like a, um, like some kind of like an intimate interaction or like some kind of vulnerable kind of connection or interaction with somebody, um, I think like for myself, I do get pretty, like I get more on the sensitive end leading to kind of like more of like a, almost like a, a, a paranoia almost or like a suspicion um I mean it's not like so intense that it's like you know I'm not like doing anything about it but that's kind of what I wanted to mention is that when it comes to you know things that involve relationships and connection um one thing that I think is helpful to realize is that you can have things that um make it so that you don't you can have you can feel a certain way that makes you not want to you know find people or you know connect with people that makes it so that you don't want to lengthen the connections that makes it so you don't want to um you know deepen the connections with people you know, or add multiple people to have connections with, um, you can kind of look at those three areas and see for yourself, are all of these hard for me or is it just one of them? And once you're able to kind of look at those, you can kind of break it down and see like, are there examples, um, that show like what happens, like what exactly is happening when a situation like that happens, you know, with me, um, like, okay, if somebody else is trying to deepen a connection, for example, and they tell me something and it's some like personal thing. And for myself, I know if I'm kind of uncomfortable with it, or if they catch me off guard, or if I'm not really like too in tune with them, and I'm kind of still like in my joking mood, I can be a little... I wouldn't call it like purposely insensitive, but it's kind of like a little bit of insensitive, like a little jokey or like making like I don't make fun of people, but it's like I might make a joke or like a comment. Like an example, I had a roommate way back who had this ex-wife and um, they had just they had just broken up when I was moving in they were like at the early stages of like their new divorce and so I was moving in she had moved out probably like within a month a month or weeks or whatever I don't know I never asked them the details but it was kind of a new divorce she was still getting mail there she no longer lived there they had a kid together and I remember once he commented to me about like how he was kind of like sad about something she had done or something she had said and I kind of like snickered a little bit like but I didn't think it was funny and he was like oh that that is maybe a little bit funny but I could tell that he was kind of like why would you laugh because like we get along like I'm pretty you know I'm a sensitive person I'm not like an ass I'm not like a jerk but I just kind of like was maybe like I don't really know how I was feeling because I was totally not connected to my emotions then and I was kind of not like intentionally laughing at him but kind of snickered like but I kind of explained myself as well as I could um, at that time that I was like, I was laughing at the content of what he was saying, 
not at his pain, not at his frustration with the situation or with her or kind of like, you know, that the relationship wasn't going good. I was specifically laughing in my at the thought I had in my mind of um, her because he was talking about her, her as like a little young child um, behaving like throwing a tantrum kind of thing. Um, and I was just kind of like, like, like kind of snickered in my head like that, like, like, that's kind of weird, but like, it kind of came out, like, of course, like he heard it and I was just like, no, I was just, I was just, I wasn't laughing at that. Like I was laughing because, um, I was just thinking about how immature she's being. And I, you know, I was surprised to hear that she was acting so like immaturely, um, like a child throwing a tantrum about something like it's kind of like she was just trying to hurt him so she was throwing a tantrum just to kind of like get her way um, but the visual that I had of this was like of her as like a little toddler like on a little blanket with a bunch of little toys and just kind of like like saying the same phrases or like the same stuff that she would have been saying to him as like a baby like it, in my head I was like this is like so stupid to even think but I mean like he didn't know all that in my mind he didn't know that I was like thinking of some weird ass like completely different like thing that's not even what he actually said he didn't know that and so he saw my reaction and assumed I'm laughing at him um or laughing because I thought something he had said was funny but I didn't think something he said it was funny. I thought something I had thought about uh, that was kind of linked to what he said. I thought my own kind of um, what was happening inside my mind was a little like funny in a way. It was like, ha, that's weird. Um, but yeah, I wasn't laughing at him at all. And um, things like that where it's like, you know, people do that, though. They laugh, and it's kind of like, why are they laughing? Are they laughing because they're uncomfortable? Are they laughing? And I think I was probably uncomfortable and just not in a very sensitive, in-tune mood. Um, I was just kind of like, probably just coming home, just kind of like in my own head. And then he kind of like brought up what was going on, and I wasn't like tuning into him and like, you know, uh, being there for him I was just like still in my own energy at this whole other level of energy and then my mind was like maybe uncomfortable with it enough to kind of like veer off and go to some other thought that I had made up in my own imagination um but yeah it's stuff like that where it's like if so if I were on the other end if I were him and someone were telling me, you know, some, if I were telling somebody something kind of personal and then they kind of snickered or laughed, I would automatically think this person's a jerk. Um, this person's like such an asshole. Like I just, you know, I can't talk to them. Um, that would, that would hurt my feelings, you know, but I mean, why are they laughing? Who knows? So it's stuff like that where it's like, okay, I have to think it through. Like I know my friends, I know the people that I interact with, most of them are really sensitive people. They're really caring. Um, when they're laughing, usually I think it's because I say things in a weird way sometimes. I do use humor sometimes too. And I think people don't know when I'm using humor and when I'm not. 
um, or I kind of say things in a way that sounds like I might still be joking when I've automatically just stopped joking and now I'm being like dead serious and they're just like wait um so I think a lot of times when people laugh it's like their discomfort or their you know kind of there's something else going on in their mind it has nothing to do with them trying to be mean or rude or validating usually depending on the people you know um the the people I know generally aren't like that there are a couple people that are a little insensitive but I don't really open up to them about things either so um that's one thing to notice um it's kind of what it is that happens um that makes you want to shut down or makes you want to avoid or makes you want to um kind of like maybe retaliate or like argue um those types of things right so once you kind of know what it is that makes you do whatever it is you do um you can kind of take like the emotion and just kind of isolate it and just say hey this is how I'm feeling this is how I feel right now when I'm open about this thing you know I'm already feeling vulnerable I'm already stressed because it's bothering me and then I open up about this thing and now on top of it I'm feeling a little maybe like embarrassed or ashamed or like um like somebody was invalidating of me and now I'm a little bit like upset with them um but it doesn't have to go past that really um and that's kind of what I want to talk about is that you know I'm uh, sorry that I know I have to like I tend to give like this whole length of you know background before I try to get to what I'm trying to say but that's mostly what I want to talk about is that um, it doesn't have to go past how you feel or how you think Um, it doesn't have to get processed and interpreted into something oh this if this then it means all these other things and if it means all these things then that means I have to react this way because that's usually what ends up happening right now I'm not saying that you can read every situation that everything doesn't need some sort of like okay hold back protect yourself um not everything is like balls in like just like jump into it it's gonna be safe I'm gonna be fine um so I'm not saying that but I am saying if you notice that there's a problem with that kind of you know retention of relationships or deepening of relationships it can be usually that hey like either i'm hard i'm having a hard time starting them hard time keeping them a hard time deepening them um if you're uncomfortable in some way it's probably because the discomfort um leads to some sort of a, a reaction of avoidance or reaction of um maybe like being offended and then lashing out on people or a reaction of uh, getting defensive or a reaction of um, um, what else was it like other than avoidance kind of like um, just like severing the relationships and just being like okay like it's like I tried it but let me just back off and like it's it's kind of a kind of avoidance too um, or like the the freezing kind of um, instead of avoiding and leaving, um, 
just kind of shutting down emotionally and um not like you can still be there physically in person but not like emotionally like giving anything um in some sense so um a lot of these things we do to like protect ourselves obviously um but when you start realizing that okay maybe I'm not protecting myself by doing this because now I have this old, whole other thing that I'm like not fulfilled I'm missing out I have all these relationships that I feel like aren't fulfilling um or the other side where it's like um I don't even have any relationships um and I'm lonely or like disconnected now I'm not saying just because somebody feels lonely means that they're not um that you know it's their fault or whatever like yeah I'm not saying like oh it's your fault because you're like not able to connect like that's not always the case either so you know loneliness is just a natural part of life a natural part of our um kind of human existence and uh I talked to this therapist who gave me this um what was it it was like an article it was by like it had like gay males giving their kind of account of what it's like to be a gay male dating uh, in modern society and it kind of depended like where they lived um, how many opportunities they could even have or like just in general the scene that they had um, exposure to or available to them like was it like the hookup scene was it like a you know, was it like the whole hookup culture? Is it like, you know, older people, but maybe you're younger or maybe like you live in a conservative place so you can't even really openly meet people? Whatever that looks like, there were so many variables to people's loneliness. And I think on other cultural aspects, too, it depends. I mean, you don't just have to be a gay male. You can be any different type of person. Every group of people kind of has their own um factors that contribute to loneliness in general as well um you know gender wise um ethnicity wise um just generally where you live what types of work you do what you do with your time how much money you make even it's like if you don't have money to ever go out you know it's like it's kind of hard to kind of uh retain relationships with people if you meet people who only want to go out and you can only afford to stay hang out at home it's like okay well if I can't afford anything or if I don't have a car or I can't get anywhere how am I gonna like sustain these relationships um it can take a lot more when you don't have all the resources that some other people might have um so I'm not in any way like saying like if somebody's lonely that yeah yeah it's your fault or whatever or like um if you're lonely that it's an easily resolvable thing um but it exists uh and a lot for a lot of different reasons like usually that's usually the case um as well as the difficulty with kind of forming and developing and keeping kind of like deeper bonds with people um you can have a lot of unauthentic just kind of surface level relationships and still be a lonely person because there's not really a lot of depth to it um so Okay, so when it comes to um 
when it comes to the the maybe like connections with people like I was saying like you you can you can isolate the emotion right so you can look at the emotion that you're experiencing even if it's just one that you can kind of label identify like look at the situation that comes up with you know all the emotions and just leave it just leave the emotions there don't do anything with them right because that's where things start um continuing with like a pattern right is it's not so much that you have the emotion it's more okay i take this emotion and i do something more with it i go past that emotion and you know so for example i i it's easier for me to work with examples because i feel like sometimes the, the words or the way i explain things maybe aren't aren't very clear so i'm not sure maybe the maybe my scenarios kind of make it more confusing i hope not but say for example if a person um uh is like having a a sexual intimacy kind of issue where it's like hooking up is easy because there's not really a lot of commitment there's not a lot of yeah there's vulnerability but it's not like long-term expectations to kind of delve into things it's very short-lived you know if you hook up with somebody maybe you meet them on grinder maybe you meet them on wherever you meet people and you go and meet and some people do interact before to some extent um but you're just going for the hookup who knows what you do there you know if you're actually having sex or if you're just you know talking or cuddling or spending the night or whatever that may be and then morning comes or morning doesn't even get there before you leave and that was that right you're not expecting to be besties with this person you're not going to go out to brunch the next day you're not going to hang out with each other's you know everybody bring your mother and we're all going to go you know on a shopping trip and then go to a movie on the weekend and like no it's like we just hooked up that's it um we're not trying to have anything deeper past that some people thrive you know with that because they don't have to um have like they can get some level of fulfillment from the physical activities from the connection uh from the sexual um whatever they do sexually from having sex and things like that and then you know, that's a level of intimacy, but it doesn't have to continue past that day, past that night, past that weekend. It can just be like a fling, right? Um, those of us who go to pride festivals or sometimes a lot of different types of musical festivals and different types of things like that, you know, like you might just hook up with somebody and that's it. And it's not like you guys are like besties. Um, sometimes, yeah, maybe it goes to like a deeper relationship, but Hooking up is one example of a type of intimacy that's not expected to go past that interaction. Um, if somebody doesn't want to talk to somebody after a hookup, it's not like abnormal. It's like we were just here just for this and that's it. But if somebody does develop kind of feelings or want to um, 
see what things could happen past that that's not too wild right right to think that oh like you had a good experience once like and it was a close intimate positive experience together why wouldn't somebody want to have more of that or get to know that person better right um but it has to be mutual right it can't just be one person wants it and the other person doesn't want it anymore it has to be both people kind of on the same page about it so hookups can kind of be rough for some people for that reason because there might be somebody who catches feelings um or not and then there's um the other side which could be you know a deeper relationship with somebody an intimate an intimate relationship um whether that's sexual or emotional or whatever that means right um you can have those deep connections with people a deep intimate relationship with a person where um where you're um like like where it can be hard to navigate the complexities and maybe if there's discomfort there um it can be hard to navigate like levels of vulnerability coming up and you know having all these kind of like sensitive emotions and things it can be hard to address them if you have all these other kind of um things that happen like you know you're very like sensitive to somebody's tone or very sensitive to somebody's reactions um as they snicker or if they roll their eyes or if they um, are a little bit invalidating and then if you don't know how to really communicate that that's not something that works well for you um, if you're not able to communicate that in a way that the other person gets or can hear you know like it needs to be communicated in a way that they don't get defensive about it too because um, we all know what happens if we are you know feeling a certain way and then, you know, it's hard for us to sensitively kind of, you know, feel a little hurt and then express to somebody that we're a little hurt, you know, because you're already really sensitive. And so sometimes it comes out defensive. And then if it comes out that way, the other person might be like, well, why are you getting an attitude? And then it becomes like this whole thing because now they're offended and then they're going to react out of being offended and then you're offended and so it's like now we're all offended you know so it becomes this whole issue when it's simply like okay like I'm sensitive right now talking about these emotional things I need you to just kind of not react the way that you did um and being able to deliver that <clears throat> to the other person and for them to be able to not get upset with that's how you feel and to recognize it and be able to kind of correct or control kind of how they are reacting um just so that it feels like a safer environment for you to kind of actually explain kind of what's going on for you 
Um, So if you know what that feels like, if you know what safety feels like for you, that's something that is helpful to communicate to other people. Is this feels safe for me when you're nice to me about this or when you don't joke about these things or, you know, something that's not going to set you off into like a defensive mess or something that's not going to trigger you or make you want to shut down or avoid the conversation or leave the environment. And this is like if we're talking about something that's not just like a hookup, if you're trying to like deepen this relationship and you're having some trouble with it, that's usually what's going on a lot of the times is like you know we all kind of have a little bit of you know sensitivity around certain stuff and so um just kind of learning about that or just even observing it in other people and in yourself just kind of noticing like oh when I say that this person seems a little like not um you know, they seem annoyed or they seem, you know, and it's hard to know how they really seem, but just trying to pay attention, you know, and like kind of knowing what their reactions are like and kind of learning, learning the other person very well too. Cause sometimes it's like, you're not going to catch every single thing. You're not going to be able to always apologize for every small offense. You know, we just kind of move on. Right. But it's like, if you can pick it up, easily if you're like oh shoot like I said that with a tone that was a little rough or like um like I did that on the phone the other day like I was I knew you know I was trying to help with this like crisis support and I was calling one of the crisis houses to see if there was like a way that I could refer somebody if there was any availability trying to get like details and the person on the other line I knew them like it was a friend of mine that I used to work with and my phone had bad reception so I started talking like really loud in my phone because I was like I know that you can't hear me but then like when I talk loud I don't sound really like soft or compassionate anymore I just sounded really abrupt and I kind of noticed that they were getting kind of like a little bit like not upset but a little bit like nervous and I you know it would have been best for me to be like oh sorry I'm not mad or anything it's just I know that nobody can hear me on the phone because I get really bad reception so I have to talk louder so I hope I don't sound like an like an asshole you know like I'm not yelling at you but you know those people get yelled at often so it's like you know and I don't think this person recognized me on the phone but I would never like yell at somebody like that either so it's like I kind of wanted to be like hey like it's me but then I was like I'm just like working like I don't really want to like have this whole conversation with this other person right now um I could have easily just texted them later but I was just I didn't but it's like you know it's something like that that sticks out in my mind that I'm like "Eh, I could have just easily been like hey sorry or like texted them and be like hey that was me like sorry I didn't mean to like sound so loud on the phone or like whatever you know like you know I could have just made it simple um or said directly that the reason why I was talking so loud is because nobody can ever hear me but it's like you know, I know they're kind of, like, a shy person, so I'm, like, okay, like, just trying to, like, read situations like that, and then, like, doing something in the moment actively, I think that helps a lot, versus, like, waiting till after the fact, and then being, like, oh, the other day, or the other week, even though, you know, I really don't think there is a time that's, like, too late, like, it is ideal to address things more, um, in the moment, but, 
it doesn't have to be like too late it's like if you notice something and it's still kind of on your mind and you know that maybe you kind of like accidentally hurt somebody's feelings or accidentally did something even if it was like years ago you can just be like hey remember that time we're hanging out and I was like laughing at you when you broke your ankle or like whatever like I've never done that but I mean if that was the example like for example um you could still apologize for that you know like um people still think about about it people still you know I was with some friends last night and they you know it's like September and we were having a conversation about something that happened in July and somebody kind of brought up that they were offended by something that somebody else or they were kind of hurt about something that they didn't feel invited to or whatever and it's like you know they were just barely getting the explanation of what had happened um three months later you know so it's like I think that's resolved but it's like you know people get hurt it's just how it is like and there's nothing wrong with being sensitive there's nothing wrong with being very sensitive but if you're sensitive um yourself it's helpful to try to be sensitive in other situations too because a lot of times when people are sensitive they can come across as a bit abrupt because they're sensitive and they're often you know getting feeling offended um it it can be a lot for them and sometimes they'll be defensive often too so it's like now they're defensive so um but it's because they're sensitive so it can be a whole different thing but okay so what i'm trying to trying to say too so if you notice that those emotions that you have if it's like you know because it's usually going to be categories that trigger this right um so when you know what those categories are and how sensitive you are when you start talking about those things it's good to kind of keep your alert up of like i'm talking about something that's sensitive to me i usually don't talk about this it makes me want to avoid things it makes me loop into this mental you know loop of like not being able to kind of like deepen this connection because of these other reasons right um so if you are able to kind of lay it out like that structured of what it is that's happening what it is that you do um what it is that's not working um those kind of patterns then you can kind of have more control over it um because you know, if you're trying to form intimate relationships, it can be hard to really know why they're not forming. Um, it might be the types of people you choose too. like, you know, we are naturally inclined to feel more comfortable towards familiar things. So if you didn't have, you know, a lot of people that you could trust when you were growing up, um, it's going to be hard to f- feel comfortable around people that you can trust, that are trustworthy people. So you might naturally gravitate toward untrustworthy people which would make sense that it's hard for you to trust them because you're like i see all these things all these warnings all these signals that they're not trustworthy and it's like well yeah maybe they're not trustworthy or you know you might have a combination where it's like okay i'm connecting with a bunch of untrustworthy people and i'm connecting with a bunch of trustworthy people it's hard to tease out who's trustworthy who's not so 
I default towards nobody's trustworthy, so I don't trust anybody. And so it's hard to deepen those connections, right? So a lot of things can be happening, but I do find it easier when, you know, if you're trying to develop um, a deeper relationship with a person is much more, more helpful to, you know, if you notice yourself avoiding things, if you notice yourself distancing from things, from a person, it's going to be much more helpful to kind of notice all those things for sure. Notice if you're already, you know, like in a vulnerable state, feeling sensitive, very emotional, um, if you don't notice that, who knows what's where it's going to lead and what's going to happen. And, you know, you have to kind of notice that first. Be very in tune with it. Know kind of what your triggers look like. Know what you usually do. Um, what to expect yourself to do. Um, because it's something that you automatically usually do. So, um, noticing how you react usually. Um, but you don't have to do all those things. Cause the thing is, is like to try to break the patterns, you have to stop doing certain stuff. Now you might not be able to stop feeling the way that you feel, right? But you can work with feelings. You can work with, I feel this way. If you don't take it further to these other steps of, okay, now I've processed this to mean I can't trust this person because they laughed at me. Um, when I was, you know, being vulnerable, I can't trust them. Um, so I don't trust them anymore. I'm never going to open up to them. I'm actually never going to call them or hang out with them again. And I'm deleting their number and I don't want to talk to them anymore. And then you just don't talk to them anymore. And then it's like, if that's kind of your pattern with relationships, then it's going to be hard to kind of develop them because who's going to be perfect? You know, nobody knows how to treat you when you're, you know, explaining like some kind of sensitive topic or when you're kind of in a vulnerable state people often don't know how to react you have to tell them you have to train people how to react to you um and if they can never get it down then it's going to be up to you to make that decision is it worth me sticking around when this person is often hurting my feelings when they know this hurts my feelings or maybe they just can't control themselves because they're so uncomfortable um, and can't control how they react because of the discomfort being so intense for them. Um, but that's something they need to work on. And so is it worth you sticking around for that? I don't know. That's your decision. Um, <clears throat> but if they don't know what what hurts you, what makes you defensive, then how are they going to be able to not do it? Because people do naturally have these like automatic reactions, right? They automatic react. Their automatic reaction can be something that pushes you away or their automatic reaction could be something that always pushes everybody away. Um, so when you notice in yourself that there's something that you think after somebody does something that you don't prefer so using that little snickering laughing example if whenever I'm opening up to somebody if they snicker and laugh and giggle and make like a little joke if I go to these other steps outside of okay now I feel hurt you know and then if I decide I'm not going to share it 
now I'm still stuck with this emotional state that I'm not getting any comfort from for I'm still feeling bad still feeling alone with it still feeling like I don't have anyone I can talk to about it because I'm deciding not to talk to this person versus just telling them like you know it would help if you weren't like laughing or like can you please be serious or like you know this is like actually hard for me you know I kind of you know you know feeling kind of vulnerable or like something that kind of alerts them like okay don't laugh you know just so you can get past and be able to kind of like continue opening up whatever it is you're trying to say to them to see if they're able to um help you or be there for you or you know you know instead of shutting it down right so because usually what happens is if if you feel sensitive or vulnerable and you decide hey I'm just uh, screw it I'm just not gonna I can't talk to you about this or you just change the topic or you just never bring it up again or anything like that then it just you know the other person's not gonna be like knowing that like you really needed them to be there for you or they're not gonna like know how serious that was for you or why it is that you stopped talking right they're not gonna know these things um if you move on they're probably likely just gonna move on right because they were probably a little uncomfortable in the first place and so it's like they probably would prefer you just kind of move on but then you're also not getting your needs met either right um if you're trying to deepen connections and then you're like why are all my relationships so shallow it's like well if you want to look at your own end of things you know do you shut things down so that they stay shallow or are you able to be vulnerable and trusting um with somebody and allowing them to be a trustworthy person sometimes again you have to train somebody to be kind of um knowing what a safe environment looks for you looks like for you it feels like for you um but in addition to kind of what we do how we react um there's that you know the actions that come with it too which is like okay, I'm never going to call this person again. I'm going to never open up any kind of sensitive topic again ever with them. You know, these types of things that like now it continues this um, difficulty deepening deepening the relationship with that person because it's like, well, now I'm not ever giving any more opportunities to be hurt, but also not giving opportunities to be hurt means you're not giving opportunities to... Um, deepen that connection you're not giving opportunities to uh, for that person to even kind of learn how to react with you for that person to even kind of like show that they're kind of understanding um about like oh last time I remember you said you don't want me like laughing sorry I'm just kind of like in hyper mood and I wasn't paying attention I'm really uncomfortable or like you know, you're not, you're not giving them a chance, you know, and I know it's hard to as well, but it's like, it's also hard for people to be alone, um, and have this like lonely lifestyle with, with all these unfulfilling kind of shallow relationships, that's not easy either, and so, um, 
that's just kind of my weekend thought about, you know, how people can go about, you know, deepening connections with one another is, um, you know, just seeing like what the emotional side is on things and not really taking it further working with your emotions on things like okay if I'm hurt when they laugh or if I'm hurt when you know they tease me or if I'm hurt about you know some other thing you know let me work with that hurt let me just work on that let me work on okay I'm already in a vulnerable state or even if it wasn't like something you're trying to like emotionally open up about even if it's like a a sexual relationship and you're like that's still a different type of vulnerability. And if you notice afterwards you're shutting down or avoiding or just disconnecting from people altogether, um, just trying to kind of see if there's a way to talk about that and bringing it up and kind of noticing what happens for you. And just some people are going to be completely insensitive. They're going to be completely not understanding and be like, you're just you know you're acting like a baby or you're taking it too far or like you're reading into things and you're not going to feel good about the way they respond but just know that you know someone who really cares about you who's very emotionally intelligent because a lot of people might not have that emotional intelligence maybe maybe not a lot maybe a lot of people do but there are going to be people out there who don't have that understanding yet Some people don't really have the full capacity, but a lot of people do have the full capacity. They just don't really know, like, what they're doing is shutting you down. What they're doing is making you feel like, oh, this isn't a safe space for me to kind of be open about these things. Um, And especially when it comes to sex, sexuality, that kind of thing, a lot of us grow up with um, negative kind of like from even like childhood like kind of negative experiences of adults kind of shutting things down like like okay if they catch you like masturbating or touching yourself or whatever they're gonna be like don't do that or like if they see you holding hands with another kid or you know when little kids like one of them loves the other one and hugs or kisses them you know um of course you know people teach their kids about you know boundaries and if somebody says no don't touch them or you know those types of things of course but you know if they're just friends and you know that you know a lot of times parents are like they don't want people they don't want their kids or other kids to be like experimenting or anything so a lot of people develop this shame around all sorts of intimacy related things where it's like you're more used to getting shut down for um, being vulnerable or trying to um, open up to somebody about something, you're more likely used to getting shut down about it. Um, and so a lot of us are on like hyper alert and extra sensitive to anything anybody says or does when we're in a vulnerable state. We're like, that means they can't be trusted. I saw them blink their eye. They, I can't trust them. I'm never going to trust them again, you know? And like, it can literally be like that. Like, we can read into things, not noticing that, like, that person's intention was still to kind of listen to you, sit there, be there for you. Um, they want to know what you're saying. They want to know what's going on in your life. They want to feel connected to you. They like you. Um, but sometimes maybe they're nervous or sometimes, you know, there's something going on with them. So 
And, you know, when we're in those vulnerable states, it's only easy to think about ourselves because we're going through so much and there's so many things kind of happening within ourselves. We're not going to be likely to look outside and be like, oh, like this person, you know, is maybe having a rough day or like they maybe, you know, are struggling with similar things to what I am or, you know, we might not even have like anything like that where we can like explain um, because we don't go past it and, you know, there's kind of a difficulty with the bravery, there's a difficulty with the trust, there's a difficulty trying to start a safe space in a relationship and open things up and, like, being the one to be like, I want this to be safer or I want this to be more comfortable. Um, it's hard to kind of even admit that, you know, to feeling like, oh, like, I don't feel safe in this relationship. Like, it doesn't mean, like, you feel abused necessarily, but, like, you don't feel like you can necessarily open up about certain things. If you know what it is that's happening that makes it so you don't feel like you can be open on those levels, it can be, like, physical, it can be sexual, it can be um, emotional, uh, cognitively, um, just, like, intellectual stuff. Um, once you know kind of what those things are, you can kind of see if you can discuss them with the other person and hopefully they kind of understand how to have those conversations too and how to kind of read what's going on and how to work around, okay, this is uncomfortable, this is hard, this is difficult, this is easy, like those kind of things. And so, um, yeah, I just think it's hard for people I know it is because it's hard for me it's hard for us all around to kind of understand um what it is that works the best for us what it is that's um helpful or pleasant for us what it is that's complex for us um it's a little bit hard to be, um, uh, like, it's a little bit hard to be, um, just kind of aware of all the different moving parts of things going on, but, um, once you're able to kind of look at things, you can kind of tell, what it is that's not easy, what it is that is easy. Um, you don't have to have some, like, intensive, deep, like, earth-shattering, kind of, like, groundbreaking conversations with somebody every day just to, like, feel a connection. It doesn't have to be, like, every time we talk, it's so heavy, you know, like, there should be a balance, and kind of knowing, like, is the other person even in a mood to want to talk about this? Because sometimes, you know, that's what happens to me a lot is, like, people just unload on me when I'm like, dude, I already had a day. Like, I'm not trying to, like, sit down with my friends and, like, okay, I thought we were just having drinks. I didn't think we were talking about, like, all your grief and all these other things. And I'm just trying to unwind. You know, it's like, I need a little warning, <laughs> you know? Like... I'm just trying to party sometimes. I'm not trying to, like, have some, like, deep conversation about, like, 
you know, your abusive past and all these kind of things, like, I feel for people and stuff, and I get it, and there's a time and place, but I mean, sometimes, you know, it can help, too, to ask, you know, do you have energy to talk about this, do you have time to, like, listen to me, you know, like, and kind of, like, preface the whole thing, you know, uh, you know, I've, I'm kind of, it's kind of, I'm feeling kind of vulnerable, and this is hard for me to talk about, you know, like, if you could just try to be serious, and, like, maybe you just want them to listen, or maybe you want some advice, or just kind of guide them before you start just, like, delving into it, and then, you know, if they start reacting in a certain way, because you've already kind of prefaced the whole thing, you can be like, like, oh, like, you know, like, you know, it would help if you weren't laughing, or it would help if, you know, if you could just listen for a while, and, you know, without the jokes, or, you know, I mean, that, people can get still defensive with that, but it's like, when they know that it's like, it's hard for you already, then I think they can kind of come at it from a different place, and know that you're not trying to be, like, controlling and offensive, and, um, you know, using them, you know, but it's like, um, but yeah, I think it can be worth a try. I mean, definitely knowing what safe relationships look like. Definitely, if you're thinking, okay, there's red flags here, you know, don't delve into things like that with people. But if you're kind of like noticing that it's just a pattern of just like not being able to connect with people, you might find it worth, you know, the energy and time to try something like this and kind of try to organize it in a way that makes sense to you so that now you're doing something in a way that's more productive towards, you know, developing deeper connections with people versus the same thing, doing the same thing that's not working. You know, my relationships aren't getting better, they're not getting closer, they're not increasing um, in numbers, you know, like that can help people with a lot of their loneliness. Um, it's just kind of feeling like emotionally literate, um, on both ends, like with yourself and how to connect with other people and knowing kind of what they need from you and kind of knowing how they feel or realizing how they feel or being able to kind of like understand how they feel. Cause you know, some, some people I notice like other people are kind of more giggly and laughing around them because, you know, they, maybe they think you're cute or maybe they like you, or maybe you make them a little nervous, you know, like, um, there are multiple reasons why people might be, you know, a little, like maybe not super serious when you're interacting with them. So, or some people don't like the serious and they'd rather have you laughing and joking and like giving advice. Some people hate advice. They just, want you to listen it's like how are you gonna know like sometimes you have to talk about what you're talking about you know it's like and getting good at talking about it and the delivery and the comfort and the space to do it and the good timing and the good energy to do it like if the other person's drained if the other person is you know in a space where they're not comfortable talking about this kind of stuff whatever it is you're bringing up like, you have to be sensitive to their needs, too. So there's so many variables and factors and moving pieces that make it very, very complex, which is, 
you know, us humans have created such a complex world for ourselves that it's like, wow, but we do get into these patterns that don't help us, right? And there's, I think, you know, it can help to just kind of, you know, just stay in the isolated emotional part. Don't do anything with it. Don't, you know, give into the pattern um, or any of those automatic kind of reactions that happen after the emotions. Don't give in to any of that. Just be like, I notice I'm having an emotion right now because I'm in this vulnerable state. Let me just do what I need to work with this emotion. Let me not do what I would normally do to kind of make it so this relationship isn't deepening at this point or it's getting further apart or is no longer we're never going to talk again just because I tried to bring up one conversation um but um well I hope that's helpful I know that's a lot um but I think sometimes it's more helpful to post maybe like deeper stuff um in a way that's like practical and helpful not like I'm not trying to be like venting right now this isn't like a venting recording it's more like hey let's like apply some practical kind of life skills here on a deeper level in a way that's kind of more complex because some people are like they're like yeah use your listening skills and develop emotional intelligence and all these things and it's like what does that even mean like so this is kind of more like of a method of doing that. It's not how everybody does it. It's not the only way to do it. But it's one method that I have found helpful. It's just to look at the, you know, emotional side of things. And then just kind of, if you need to take a step back, you know, for yourself, just be like, hey, you know, yeah, I'm having a vulnerable moment. And maybe it's not easy for me to talk about this right now. And I'm just going to table it for later maybe if that's what you have to do and just work through the emotions of how you felt based on their reaction um um but yeah guys so with that i'm gonna log off but thanks for listening